Listening Dog Media. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Offside Rule Euro Show is brought to you by HTC. Official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Hi there, everyone. Thank you for downloading this, the Offside Rule Euro Show podcast brought to you by HTC, the official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. I am Hayley McQueen, back to host this particular podcast. I am joined by... Lindsay Hooper, hello. And Kate Borsay, bonjour. Oh, so there we have it. The curtains come down in another Champions League group stage and the Europa League as well. We now know who is going through and who they might be facing. So girls, what are we going to discuss today? Our second topic is stealing headlines. We're going to look at some of the individuals and stories that stole the headlines in this match week six. It could be an owner, a fan, a player, an incident. For me... It's a particular piece of clothing worn by a player. Now, our first topic, table toppers. We're going to have a look at who ended up topping each group and running through who is going through and why. So rounding up the Europa League for us will be Kate. Rounding up groups E to H in the Champions League will be Lindsay. And I will take you through to group A through to D. The female take on football. So instead of starting alphabetically and going A through to D, we'll head over, because I'm sure you've had enough of my voice, to Lindsay Hooper. So um, we'll start with Group E in my section. And Bayern Munich had this in the bag a long time ago. Seven points clear of Manchester City, who ended up finishing as runners-up. By the way, Bayern Munich most likely to draw Arsenal on Monday. We'll see whether that happens, shall we? Uh, They played six games, won five of them. Um, I want to go for a little fact from Zabi Alonso. So being being a bit brave, um, did you see the picture on the bench this week where every single player had a blanket over them to keep them warm <laughs> in Moscow? Because, of course, Russia's the coldest place on earth. But Zabi Alonso, no, he's got grit and brute bravery to, <laughs> to just sit there without a blanket. Did you see that? I did. I've also seen that in um, another game last match week as well. There were lots of players huddled under blankets. It seems to be the new trend. It's a little theme, actually, because I've, I've spoken to a few players this week from the Premier League about, about the cold conditions and none of them want to wear gloves because apparently it doesn't look great and they they get a bit of stick if they do, although it doesn't bother Berbatov, does it? A snood and gloves is just really uncool. Uh, But the standout moment, I think, comes with their result this week for Bayern Munich because you know what? When it's all wrapped up, you know you're going through. It would be quite easy, wouldn't it, for Pep Guardiola to take his foot off the gas and say to his players, you know what, I'm going to rest a few of you. It isn't essential. Let's try and do our best, but it doesn't really matter what the result is. They go and they beat quite convincingly 3-0 CSKA Moscow, who still had something to play for. So they were going for it. It just shows how good and how far ahead Bayern Munich are. And I think they will be one of the teams to catch in the knockout stages. Uh, Going on to another team that you'll probably be wanting to keep an eye on in the knockout stages, FC Barcelona. Now they top Group G. Um, Again, a similar record to Bayern Munich. They played 
0.615. Do you know what? 92% success rate of passes for Barcelona is absolutely brilliant. Can you believe only 8% dropped? That is unbelievable. But the standout moment has to be Messi, doesn't it? Setting the Champions League record for the all-time goal-scoring achievement, which is currently at 75 goals. That had to be the standout moment, surely. Yeah, certainly. Um, He's going to be the standout player of this group stage in the Champions League, isn't he? He's the one we all remember. I wonder how Ronaldo's feeling. He's probably just going to try and chase down that record. He's not that far away either, is he? I kind of had Ronaldo down as the Ballon d'Or winner in the oh. first week of January but I actually think mm. it's going to be a German we need to get Susie Schaff on that as well don't we <laughs> giving our own a plug uh, on to Group H and we have got Chelsea who topped that group uh, they played six and won four uh, and the thing that I really want to mention is some comparisons between them and Real Madrid do you know that Chelsea are the leading goal scorers in the Champions League competition so far 17 goals one ahead of Real Madrid I do now I do now there you are uh, but something else to liken the two of them did you also know that both Real Madrid and Chelsea have the best goal difference in the Champions League competition plus 14 goals they're joint at the top so is that a sign that perhaps down the line Chelsea and Real Madrid where there's not much between them could end up locking horns could happen our UK teams are going to see big opposition aren't they somewhere along along the line and um, the sooner the better for me because they've got to match that benchmark haven't they if they want to go further uh, and finally in the final group I think I might have said Group H for Chelsea that was Group G so just so, so you know uh, Group H FC Porto uh, share the same sort of form as Chelsea six games played 4-1 and the standout moment has to be Hector Herrera's strike don't know whether you remember this from the game against Barta 3-0 win uh, the Mexican midfielder hit a long range strike it was absolutely Absolutely exquisite. Help them to the 3-0 win, but also help them secure top spot with a game spare. I don't think many were expecting that from FC Porto. Now, do you want me to go back in the alphabet or go on to Europa League, Hayley? Let's go back on the alphabet and I'm going to head back to Group A and A, Atletico Madrid. They were always going to go through. Spanish teams do so well in this competition. Um, Juventus, they have gone through as well. It was all very exciting on this final uh, match week, of course. Uh, they're top of Serie A, really underwhelmed in the Champions League. It was almost a surprise that they went through because the performances have been very under par. Back-to-back defeats against Atletico Madrid and Olympiacos in the Champions League. So they started really badly, but held on for the draw with Atletico Madrid to qualify. Luckily, Atletico, it meant that they still went top. Had they have lost, it would have been a whole different story. And the highlight of this one, goalkeeper Jean-Louis-Gi Buffon. So he pretty much kept the clean sheet to make sure they progressed through, got that draw. And that was how that happened. Another Spanish team, Real Madrid finishing top as well of Group B. Uh, Basel, they actually only won twice that that game, as we know, against Liverpool and Ludgoretz as well. And uh, Carlo Ancelotti's Real Madrid. You talk about Messi and records. Well, the whole team, just sublime. They've won all six games of the group stages, won them all, haven't dropped a point. They were irresistible, storming through Group B, not leading goal scorers, but they did bag 16, just two conceded with Ronaldo and Karim Benzema, the stars with five goals apiece there. Uh, Monaco progressed through for France and Germany as well, have a great representation by Leverkusen. They had to settle for at second place in the Champions League Group C after they were held to a goalless draw by Benfica and Portugal already guaranteed a place in the last 16 as 
as well. They needed a win over Benfica. Uh, Monaco, will they beat Zenit St. Petersburg to qualify? Amen to the goal scorer. Amen. Abdenur shares his delight with his side. I just like the name Amen. I think it's a great name for a footballer. Um, so qualification apparently to Monaco was really important for French football, not just for the club, but for French football as a whole. And of course, we know that Zenit's coach, Andre Villas-Boas, he's going to be hoping now for a good run in the Europa League. So that sums those three groups up. Dortmund, Germany, as I mentioned, no surprise that they go through. They're doing so well in the Champions League. So Arsenal... Um, with Wenger saying, I have overseen 180 Champions League games. I know everything. 173, actually, think you'll find, Arsene. But, <laughs> Isn't that strong? Yeah. Oh, dear. But it's near enough. He's just a few out. But that goal from Aaron Ramsey, that for me was the highlight of not just the match week, but potentially the whole competition so far. And he said that he thinks that's the best goal that he's ever scored. Um, a lot of footballers tweeting and going on social media saying they think that's one of the best goals that they've seen. And Jan Fjortov, former Middlesbrough player, had tweeted and paid his own tribute to that goal, saying, Ramsey, what a goal the best thing from Wales since Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh my God, what an insult to Wales. Mm. Oh, don't you start, Kate Borsay. <laughs> Darling Buds of May was a classic. <laughs> well, actually, that, that, that goal formed a part of a pretty special night for Wales because Gareth Bale scored for Real Madrid against Luke Goretz as well. The country could now boast two goal scorers on a Champions League night for the first time ever. Hi, I'm Neil Lennon and you're listening to The Offside Rule. We get it. These girls know what they're talking about. Let's head on to round up now. That is the Champions League. What has been happening in the Europa League? Again, more excitement and, 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 and a kind of weird week as far as English teams go, but it actually came out all right in the end, Kate. Yeah, it was always going to be all right, really, because we knew that uh, the English teams were pretty much safe. Celtic had already qualified as second. Everton already qualified as top. They put um, pretty much a youth team out against their opposition, Krasnodar, um, and didn't secure a win, but that didn't matter. It was nice to see some new faces. Um, the only spot to be confirmed really was whether Spurs were going to qualify first or second. In the end, they qualified second. Let's whiz you round a few of the quick uh, chart toppers is what I'm going to call them. Nice Mm -hmm. moments from the Europa League. Um, Sevilla, they're the holders. They left it really late to see their way through to the last 32. They beat Croatian side Rijeka 1-0. So leaving it late but getting through. Really good performance from a German side. Borussia Mönchengladbach were absolutely brilliant. 3-0 victory at home to FC Zurich. Very dominant in that one. And if you remember from our preview podcast, groups A and B in the Europa League, it was all to be decided. So the two positions in each group were still to be decided. So Mönchengladbach uh, grabbed Group A. Uh, Villarreal uh, grabbed the second spot in Group A. Group B, you know, I mentioned Torino, the Italian side, hadn't been at this level of European competition for over 20 years. They came from behind to win 5-1 at nine-man FC Copenhagen. You know, I mentioned Copenhagen because of Stella Scholbecken. They finished bottom of the group. But uh, Torino finished second place in Group B behind Club Bruges. Um, Club Bruges uh, earned a win over Helsinki. Now, in terms of the most emphatic team overall throughout these group stages, step up Dynamo Moscow. Um, Perfect six out of six victories in this group stage. and doesn't happen often. Um, The last time it happened, incidentally, was Spurs last year. They won 
six games out of six in qualifying. Now, remember, Lille needed a win to make it through. They were playing Wolfsburg. Um, they haven't recorded a win or competition. It didn't change on Thursday night. They lost against 10-man Wolfsburg. They couldn't even do it against 10-man, poor old Lille. So Wolfsburg secured second place behind Everton in that Group H. Gingomp, I'm going to discuss them more. There's been um, much discussion about Gingomp, yeah. uh, mostly because I like pronouncing it, uh, in the uh, French League 1. Um, bit of a star performer for them, and I'll mention that, but they did clinch qualification. Well done to them. Young boys, it was going to be close between young boys and Sparta Prague. Sparta Prague really should have been the favourites. They only needed a draw. They'll be very miffed, though, because young boys nicked that second place off them in Group I with a 2-0 win. That's about it from my Top of the Pops moments from the Europa League. Well, that's not it. We've got plenty more still to yeah. come, of course. We're going to be discussing some of the highlights and exciting things that have been happening. But let's head to our final regular feature with the KP, our very own Kate Partridge, with her Eurobytes. Eurobytes with Kate Partridge. It's now all over bar the shouting <coughs> at Anfield. And Monday's draw becomes the focus for the knockout stage in Europe. Six Brits will be in the pots along with Europe's finest, which in the Champions League includes teams that are no strangers to the last six. Juventus, triple defending Serie A champions and leaders in Italy, went through after a goalless draw with Group A winners and last year's runners-up Atletico Madrid. Olympiacos get the Europa League. Holders Real Madrid, as is their want, went one better, setting a Spanish record of 19 straight wins with a 4-0 stroll past 10-man Ludigarets. From the spot, that man Cristiano Ronaldo took his own Champions League goal tally to 72. Bale, Arbeloa and young pretender Alvaro Madran made it four. In stark contrast, four goals from all six games was enough for Monaco to win Group C. Two of those in a 2-0 victory over Zanit to leapfrog runners-up Bayer Leverkusen, who drew 0-0 at Benfica, while Andrei Villas-Boas will take his Russian stars into the Europa and could face old-side Spurs. Hmm, football karma. In Group D, Borussia Dortmund and Arsenal were already through, but Jurgen Klopp's lot confirmed top spot with a one-all draw with Europa band Anderlecht. Bayern Munich had Group E wrapped up in 1974, well, week four, though their 3-0 cruise past Ceska meant the Europa gig went to Roma, despite Rudy Garcia's Jalo Rossi losing to Man City in the Eternal City. First and second in Group F was dramatically decided by a star-studded showdown between Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain. Zlatan Ibrahimovic opened for the visitors, but Lionel Messi with goal number 75, take that Cristiano, plus Neymar and Luis Suarez struck for the host to see Barca steal top spot and a seeded pot, while Ajax walloped Apoel 4-0 to clinch the Europa. In Group G, Chelsea did their old boss a favour. Defeat for Sporting sent them into the second-tier tournament, while Champions League winning former coach Roberto Di Matteo steered Schalke through with a 1-0 win at Maribor. And with Porto and Shakhtar Donetsk already first and second in Group H, Athletic Bilbao nailed the Europa berth by beating Bate Borisov. And I won't say that again. The 24 qualifiers in the Europa League proper was a mix of the mighty and the minnows, with some UEFA Cup heroes winning their groups. Twice champions Borussia Mönchengladbach and Feyenoord, former champions Napoli and finalist Bruges. The runners-up include PSV, Sevilla, Torino and Wolfsburg, but also young boys Danish outfit Aalborg, French Cup winners Gangon and Turkish Trabzonspor. Though spare a thought for FK Karabakh. Victory at home to Group F winners Inter Milan would have put the Azerbaijan champions through and in the 93rd minute they thought they'd done it when Richard Almeida's shot deflected in off Inter defender Isaac Doncor. Cue celebrations! But it was controversially ruled out for offside and commentators nightmare Dnipa Dnipa Petrovsk of Ukraine qualified instead thanks to a 1-0 win over Saint-Étienne. Such are the fine margins. Bring on the draw. 
Get the latest UEFA lineups, stats, and news on the HTC Football Feed app. Available for free on Google Play. Oh, thank you very much. Brilliant as ever with our KP there. So our final topic was picking out some of the highlights and things that stood out for us in this final match week. As we know, certain things make the headlines. Normally, it's just goals or wins or teams crashing out. But there are other stories that accompany the big stories. And we're here to bring you them right here, right now. One of mine is purely visual, but it's so good, I can't not mention it on a podcast. (laughs) And I will certainly be tweeting pictures of it if you haven't already seen it. But let's head over to you, Lindsay, first with one of your highlights so far. Well, I'm glad that you've used the word highlight because mine is all to do with lights. Um, Anyone who was watching this match week will have known that Besiktas versus Spurs, the lights went out. Now, that's happened to me in an FA Cup game before when I've been reporting, (laughs) but twice. It happened twice. How does that happen twice? So you've got you've got a guy or a girl who's responsible for for switching that light switch on. How does it happen? How does it go wrong? (laughs) You say a guy or a guy, it's definitely a man that's responsible. No woman would have that happen. I'm sorry. Sorry. Every bloke who's in charge of an electricity key, fated. Fated to go wrong. Never give a man an electricity key or a gas card. From personal experience, stuff goes wrong. Washing machines don't finish the full cycle. Meals go wrong. It all goes wrong. So the lights then, and that's going to be yeah. one of the one of the highlights from match week uh, from match week six. Samir Nasri, I thought that he was brilliant for Manchester City because I know Manchester City will be remembered in the Champions League group stages for their emphatic three two win over Bayern Munich. But it was really important that they finish off the job this week, and I thought Nasri was the the player, the creative player that sort of led the charge um, and got a goal as well on the night. He he can sometimes be off the boil though, can't he? Yeah, he can a little bit. Yeah, I've got a player actually that I want to mention who definitely wasn't off the boil as well. Uh, I'm going to mention one other player for my final one and that's going to be, we were all going to talk about Aaron Ramsey and his great goal, but another player from Arsenal and that's Podolski because he's rumoured to be going in January from the Gunners. Well, what a statement he sent out to clubs around Europe because he scored twice and I just think he's got still plenty of ability there and uh, some club will come in and we might even see him uh, joining a rival in Europe. Who won't be joining a rival is, of course, Joe Hart, who said he wants to stay at City for the rest of his time, is just thrashing out a deal as we speak. His performance away to Roma, always going to be difficult, but my goodness, absolute man of the match. He just became, I'm not going to say a different player, because Joe Hart, when he's at his best, is is one of the world's best, but we kind of forgot just how good he was. Uh, But Roma had 15 shots, nine on target. Didn't let any of them in. Uh, Daily Telegraph chief football reporter uh, Henry Winter, much respected, one of my absolute favourites. Quite fancy him as well for an older gentleman. He actually said, <laughs> it's fine, don't mind. He probably knows it already. Get all in a flush though when he comes into Sky to be a guest on Sunday Supplement. Well, he said that is the best performance from an English goalkeeper I have seen since David Seaman for England in 1997. That's how much he rates him there. So that's one of my highlights. That was one of uh, Henry's highlights. We've got so much in common, me and Henry. It's funny that, isn't it? Um, Gerard Piquet, his jumper. Oh my goodness. Have you seen it? Baby, have you seen it? (laughs) Bit of singing in there for you as well. His grey knitted jumper. We've heard about the snood. This is a snood a hood and a jumper all combined in one in a grey knit. Ta-da! I'm showing the ladies the picture that I'm going to tweet. Now, what does he look like? He looks like a knight of the realm, realm. yeah. 
He looks a bit like this other picture that I'm going to tweet, which is basically the vision of someone from maybe Game of Thrones or a medieval film, maybe even Braveheart. But he turned up to play for Barcelona in this really strange outfit. I think it's called a snooer dumper. Isn't it? Uh, is it? It should yeah. be a schnoozy. <laughs> schnoozy. <laughs> um, talking about clothing, did you see Slavin Bilic uh, for that Besiktas Tottenham game? He, he, he looked like he'd been sort of scraped off the streets a bit. I hate to say it because he's got his sort of scratchy beard. He was wearing his coat done up with the collars up because it was so chilly. And this Besiktas woolly hat that made him look just a bit sort of... I don't know, a bit, I hate to say it, a little bit trampish. Sorry, Slavin Bilic, but he just looked like some sort of little old trampy man. It was hilarious. Um, other standout moments. I said I'd mention Gingomp, and I will, because uh, although they've been in the French uh, top league for a while, they, they picked up the French Cup this year, winning that accolade, and they play PSG, actually, at the weekend. The man who is being rumoured to be the danger man against PSG, and the man who very much put the side through to the round of 32 in the Europa League, by the way, that's the furthest that they've ever got in the competition so far well done to them is a midfielder from Guadeloupe called Claudio Beauvue he scored both goals against Paxalonica to send Gingamp through very convincing goals as well so well done to him he was my standout performer if we're talking player in this match week. Another couple of uh, standout things. You've got to mention Manchester City, their first ever win in Italy. Obviously, they go through, went through in dramatic fashion. They had only had two points after their first four games. So quite some turnaround from them. So they're my standout moments. Follow us on Twitter at OffsideRulePod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside Rule We Get In. There's only one of us. So there you have it. But if you haven't had enough of us, well, I'll tell you what, we've got a few treats coming your way. We have a special podcast. That's right. A podcast in a pub. But we will try and refrain from drinking too much alcohol and stick to the soft drinks to make sure we bring you a quality podcast rounding up all the European football, of course. And we have a special guest. So it will come out on Tuesday, the 16th of December. But we have Ray Parler, who'll be doing a special Q&A from our podcast, which you will be able to download, of course, for free via Audio Boom and iTunes as well. And also our very special podcast. If you don't get to be there, you still get to listen in and feel part of the family. We have a YouTube channel as well, and we're going to put some videos up entirely filmed with HTC 1M8 phones. So we're going to have some behind-the-scenes videos. We're going to have a video from the night. <laughs> and I'm excited about the fact that we're using these HTC HTC phones because they have an instant makeup app. You've been dying to use this. I have absolutely. I've not quite got my head around it yet, but I'm definitely going to find out how to take a picture of us and add more makeup. Oh, Slavin Bilic could do with that, couldn't he? To be fair, he needs an HTC phone. Uh, also, to say that we've got some competition winners coming along, so I really hope they enjoy it and I hope they tweet about the night. And we've got loads more prizes to give away, courtesy of UEFA and HTC on the night. I'm afraid to reveal that to you because you'll be listening, kicking yourselves. Ooh, but if you haven't had enough of that if you've listened to the other podcasts and ray parley you can go to our twitter apart from christmas day we pretty much tweet all the time in fact i'm at work on christmas day so i may take charge of the at offside rule pod and make sure that we update you with everything that's happening at offside rule podcast.com forward slash offside rule hyphen european football.com facebook give us a like at the offside rule and as you mentioned as well but thank you very much it's been great having you listening throughout these group stages of the champions league and europa league we really hope you download the podcast and we really hope you enjoy our q a with ray parlor we can't promise it's going to be good yet because it hasn't been recorded. But when it does, we can promise it will be with you via Audio Boom and iTunes too. Goodbye. Au revoir. 
The Offside Rule Euro Show is brought to you by HTC. Official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.